0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Semi-Skeptic Podcast with me, Chris. And me, Aaron. And today we're joined by Paul again from Beyond the Paradigm Podcast.
1: Welcome back, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me back, guys. It's a pleasure to talk with you again. Yeah, man. That's
0: great. Um, First of all, how's the podcast been going?
1: Yeah, it's been going good um, since... When did I speak to you last? It was, it was a about while ago.
0: five months ago. I looked on Spotify and it was,
1: yeah, it was a good five months yeah. ago. Yeah. So so since then, I think I was just doing monologues on my own But mm. at that point. I think my first 15 episodes I just did on my own, but I've been getting guests on. Um, I think my last 12, I think I've got, I think I've recorded 27 episodes I've released. I've got a further two already recorded. And I've got some more guests coming up. But yeah, it's good. I've I've spoken to some interesting people about some wild topics. Yeah. Um, very <laughs> some some quite different topics. Like my latest episode, we were talking about um central bank digital currencies, 15 minute cities, all that sort of stuff. Whereas mm. the previous episode, I was talking to someone who'd experienced alien abduction. So it's wow. Yeah. And I've spoken I mean uh,
2: sorry, what is a 15 minute city? I've heard
1: people mention this before and I've no idea what one of them is. So a a 15 minute city or a smart city is well well basically Oxford's being trialed as one. So basically it'll you'll have everything that you need within so it sounds really convenient Uh, how you sell it to you. Everything's within 15 minutes. But when you actually start digging into it, it's quite sinister. It, it's basically like a digital prison. So, so like, f- for example, what's being mooted in Oxford is, is so you won't be able to drive your car around certain places. Um, this, they're talking about possibly limiting your times you can use a bus. So, for example, you might get 100 passes for the bus in a year. And once you've used them all, you can't go on the bus again. It's all to do with this climate change. Mm. It's the next It's the next invisible enemy, isn't it? We've had COVID, the scandemic, and now we've got climate change, which is a planned uh, thing anyway. The, cl- the conflating climate change and pollution, it's not the same thing. Climate change doesn't exist. Pollution does. We do pollute things. Mm. No one's disputing that. So the 15-minute city, it's all to do with this climate agenda. And it's so you'll you'll live and work and everything you do is within 15 minutes. Almost
0: you're almost imprisoned then in like your yeah. town yeah. or city or whatever, yeah.
1: essentially. So it'll be like, for example, you you um this central bank digital currency is a programmable currency. Now you can leave your 15 minute city, right? but your programmable digital currency is not going to work somewhere else. So how long are you going to stay there when your money doesn't work? And these things are out there now. They can, for your audience, if they think I'm talking nonsense, they can research it. The European Union are talking, now they're voting on central bank digital currencies right now. Uh, I've been
2: hearing a lot of this stuff mm being thrown around, and I I, I just just don't get the time to look into every single sort of, phrase and talk but i've i've heard a few people mention the 15 minutes city so, you know, i keep wanting to look into yeah. it but this is very much of a throwback isn't it to the old sci-fi novels where it would be like someone would be like hold on this is sector nine and you're a sector six citizen and this sort of yep. thing you know what i mean
1: well they're, they're so, almost like prophecies really you could mm-hmm. say because that's pretty much how it's going to end up in the end because it's the agenda 2030 situation these, these globalists, these psychopaths that are behind the scenes who are pulling the strings of all the politicians because they're all owned. All the politicians are owned. It's all rigged. Mm. We're talking mega, mega money. Like I've, I'm studying BlackRock at the minute. I mean, BlackRock, for example, they've got the fingers in everything and they've got a GDP bigger than every nation on earth except the US and China. Not like $10 trillion GDP. Or the GDP the gross domestic product? Oof. that is big, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. So, 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 like, I would that episode's worth listening to. A guy called mm. Charlie Robinson, I interviewed, he's on TNT radio, um, which is on, I think, over here, it'll be on Saturday mornings. And he, he runs a podcast called Macroaggressions, um, this is like seven million downloads. Like I said, so like I've spot you know I've had people on talking about what we're going to talk about today. Giants, uh, mm. guys who've researched that. Um, mm. One guy in the states called Travis, who it's the giants of ancient America. He's writing about he's got hundreds and hundreds of articles regarding giant bones and things like that. So we can get into that as well. Yeah, nice. So yeah, I'm cool. people yeah. will be questioning like, where where are these giants now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because
0: we. <laughs> I think on the last episode you was on, I think we kind of talked a little bit about it, but not very briefly. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Mm. It would definitely be good to do like a proper, um, a dedicated episode mm. on it. So I'll be honest, I don't know much at all. It, it will, if no, anything, same. to be totally honest. So I'm looking forward to
1: this one. Mm. Well, I'm actually writing, I've started, I'm on about, I've got what three chapters in writing a book on giants related nice. to britain i'll mention oh, a sweet. little bit of it I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you too much. i mean it's going to be it, it, it's like nowhere near being finished um but, no. but i have i have began so like i've done a lot of research for the book some of it's relevant actually to what we're going to talk about tonight so
2: yeah sweet yeah yeah, no, well, grand. I suppose it's the best place, best place to start is from the beginning. So we'll just let mm. you take the floor, good sir.
1: Okay. So, um, I think to be able to understand giants, you've got to really go to the Bible because their origins are explained there. Um, it's quite a, they've got quite a strange origin. Um, so. Well, first of all, what I would say is the old world, which is what we call the antediluvian world, the atmosphere and everything was very, very different than the one we live in now. So everything would have been bigger anyway. And there is speculation, although we don't have any proof of this and the Bible doesn't tell us this. We just go off sort of what we believe the atmosphere was like, but possibly people like Adam, the first man, and you know Noah, they speculate that they were probably much larger than we are now anyway, possibly up to eight feet tall. Um, But with, with reference to actual giants, I mean, we're talking much larger than that. Their origin comes from Genesis chapter six, where it talks about the sons of God. Now it says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair and they came in unto them and the the language used there when it says that they came in unto them is language that they had sexual relations with them. Mm. Um so these these sons of God it's it's the most widely held view that the the giants are the offspring of fallen angels and human women. Um there is another view called the Sethite view, uh, people who sort of have a Truncated view of the supernatural. They believe that well, these sons of God are just sort of godly men, like like. But the argument against that is this: that you've got Christians who are married to non-Christians, and their chi- their children aren't giants. So that's clearly not the explanation. So it talks about these sons of God, uh, and when we go to the Bible, everywhere where it relates to the sons of God, it's meaning these what we refer to as angels. That doesn't describe what they are. It's what we know them as, because angel simply means messenger. Now, in the book of Job, it talks about the sons of God presenting themselves before God. And it even says that Satan was amongst them. And it mentions that a few times. So we know that these, these sons of God that it talks about are angelic beings. Now, interestingly, they had sexual relations with women, so that obviously indicates that they must be similar to we are, because you have two types of body. You have a celestial body, and then you've got terrestrial. We've got terrestrial bodies, so they could be described as extraterrestrials. These sons of God. Um. So the the the, the women had these children, which they're called Nephilim or the fallen ones, but it's been translated as giants. Because in the Greek it would have been gigantes, which is in this Greek. It's what's called the Septuagint, which is a Greek translation of the Hebrew text. And so these these offspring were what it says are the mighty men of old. So, for example, Hercules. All these mythologies are actually based on real events. So your ancient gods. You, we, we would say the gods with a small g are these fallen sons of God that came to earth. So like Zeus and all these, like like when you read about Poseidon, he had children with human women. So these mythologies are based on that instance when they these, these angels came down. Now, the Book of Enoch sort of adds a bit of description to that and it names some of them, some of these watchers or angels, whatever you want to call them. And it says that there were 200 of them so the original incursion, there was these 200 watchers that came to earth and they made an agreement that they were going to basically take these women and their offspring with these hybrids. Um, We don't fully understand why they were giants. I mean, I've thought about it. And it's like if you have a tiger and a lion have an offspring, that's a liger. And it's all natural, but it's way bigger than a lion or a tiger. Yeah, they're massive. <laughs> mm. So possibly it's something to do with them being not of the not of the same kind, and so almost like an aberration that's caused them to be like gigantic. Um, but it states that the that there was in the earth in those days, meaning in the days when Noah was about, and it also says that they were in the earth after the flood which is also quite interesting because the bible says that apart from those that went into the ark all flesh was was destroyed so we're not fully sure as to how there were still giants after some believe um that there was like a second incursion of of these other fallen angels that came to earth or possibly that maybe noah's daughters-in-law, I think, I can't remember, maybe Ham's wife, I think it is. I don't know where this comes from. I've read it and I've spoken to people who've suggested it, that possibly she had traces of this Nephilim DNA and then possibly that's where there was more giants birth. But we we're not 100% certain on that. But the origins are simply that, that the they, they're, they're a hybrid between an, an angelic being and a human mother. Okay.
0: Was... You know, so obviously they you know these fallen ones come down, they impregnate the women. Was was there any like backlash from gods? Does it is it is it
1: you know, what happened? Well well, I mean, there was obviously the global flood, which the the earth bears the skies of a global cataclysm. Mm. You can I mean, for example, graham hancock he's not a christian but if you watch ancient apocalypse he repeatedly no, we've seen talk, that. yeah he repeatedly mm. talks about um a global cataclysm and he goes to different places where they talk about lots of waters come through here yeah because that's the global flood that it's talked about in Noah. now every civilization in on earth has a flood story everyone every single one they're mm. all you know the Hawaiians talk about it. That you know their version of Noah. He was on a big canoe and all this type of stuff. There's all slight variations, <clears throat> but it talks about that the, uh, the the people on the earth at the time, their hearts were continual evil, meaning they only ever did evil. Now these these Nephilim, these fallen ones. I mean, these were violent. They was they were killing people, eating them um they were they, not, not only not only was the the, the human women had giant children there was also messing with animal dna as well so when you look at things like lord of the rings and chronicles of Narnia, they're probably not far off what that actual world was like at the time but that's where you get the mythologies on minotaurs and all these types of things and mermaids because these these fallen sons of God were messing with the DNA of animals and everything, so the backlash was that God flooded the earth, mm. um, and then these original two hundred watchers. It talks about them being in. Uh, Jude talks about it and also Peter, and Peter uses a phrase which is only used once in the Bible, and he, he names the place where they've been sent to, and he calls it Tartarus. Now, in the King James Bible and some of the others, it'll say that they were chained in hell. But if you look up the original word, it's not actually the same word. It's the only word at the time it's used, and it's called Tartarus. So we believe that these original watchers that fell, that had these children with these women, and now in a place called Tartarus, it's like in the underworld, and they're reserved there for darkness until the final judgment. Now, interestingly, the devil, Satan, who's the leader of the fallen host, he wasn't involved in that incursion. He wasn't involved with these original 200 Watches. So we don't fully know what his place was in all that, like whether he suggested it to them or what. I mean, he took a third of the other angels with him. So there's a third that have fallen and two thirds that aren't. But these original 200 Watches that was the ones... Messing around with these women, and I mean, they were te- they were teaching they were teaching mankind all t- types of things. It talks about them teaching them how to make weapons, how to um, basically make drugs, pharmacia, and all that. It, it, the Book of Enoch elaborates on this a little bit. So the, the, there was, it's it's basically the exchange of knowledge in in exchange for these women, and it's and it's um, so so the outcome was there was a judgment upon the earth. And then these original watches were then um, chained in darkness in Tartarus.
2: What's interesting there as well is that, um, obviously if you were to take a third of 200, you'd be left with 66, which is of course is very close to the devil's number. But another thing as well, I don't know if this correlation has been made before, perhaps I'm mistaken, but obviously in the, Bible, whatever a numbers mentioned, it's never by coincidence. It's always a they're never picked at random. No, so I wonder if these two hundred devil, um, two hundred angels, sorry, that you mentioned, or two hundred sons of God. Do you think there's a correlation between that and betwi- and b- perhaps the uh the two hundred legion who were who turned into pigs and cast into the sea?
1: Well. Uh... Yeah, I mean the legion that possibly could have been up to six thousand. We don't, we don't know because a legion was a different amount of. I think it was mm. at least two hundred. Um, yeah, but I mean, for, it, it, yeah, because
2: yeah. if what I, I remember, there was two hundred pigs that cast, were cast into the sea or something. But if there's, could be something mm. like linked there, perhaps. Could yeah, I mean, numbers into... are always.
1: Yeah, numbers are always important, and they're not like you said; they're not a coincidence. Like seven, for example, is the number of perfection. Six is the number of man. So when you get six, 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 it's basically emphasizing that this isn't God, this mark of the beast, this this devil. You know, emphasis mm. is six, six, six. A mockery of God.
2: Yeah, a, mo- a mockery of the Trinity. So it's just three men.
1: Yeah, because there's actually an, an unholy Trinity as well, which is the the Antichrist, the false, uh, the false prophet, and then obviously the devil or the dragon.
2: See where I'm from, the unholy Trinity is Dark Thrones' second, third, and fourth albums. But um, yeah, no, it's equally interesting, I think. But so, so, so we've gotten up to the point now where it's sort of God's cast down, and you've got all these. Um, they've been mixing their DNA with the animals. So, like you said, this explains things like, um, uh minor tools and things like that what about when it comes to things like pan for example like the pagan god which was also anthropomorphic is would this come into the same category would that be um like uh nephilim going outside their means and invading other cultures and spreading their seed around there do you think
1: yeah i mean any any sort of gods like any of them like pan or whatever, the, these are these are these fallen sons, these angelic mm. beings, because they would have been so powerful, men would have worshipped them as gods, because the far the, they would have see one of the passages in the Bible, which is interesting, which shows you that they possibly looked like us, was there was a passage regarding when uh, just before God, basically sent fire and brimstone down onto the cities of the plain, Sodom and Gomorrah. And it says that three men came to hit Abraham, but he automatically recognized them and these would have been angels. But when they the two of them went into the city, the men noticed them. So there was something different about them. So these so these so these fallen sons of God, I mean these would have been walking around at the time on earth. So they, they would have been worshipped as gods. And obviously each civilization has given them different names, you know, whatever you want to call them, Kronos, Pan, you know, um, Zeus. Mm. So so your mythologies are all based on them. 'Cause cause they cause And again they, it's
2: three men, so it's three sixes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and they desire worship, which is which is the point is that no one's to be worshipped but God. Obviously, it's a breach of the Ten Commandments. That's what the devil's sin is. Pride wants to be worshipped. So all these fallen ones are the same. But the far more, I mean, the far more intelligent than us, the far stronger. Um, so they would have been, I mean, you know, we could talk, We could get into this regarding like the megalithic sites and things like that and how they were mm-hmm. built because that's all related to this and the giants.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Tartarus. I mean, that sounds an awful lot like Tartaria, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. and we've we touched an interesting on
2: one. Yeah, yeah we touched on that lightly
0: didn't we Burkis? yeah 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 we sort of spoke a bit about that
1: um, yeah I nice, mean I mean the Giants were seen as being Master master Masons as well you see Um, I mean Stonehenge I don't know if you know Stonehenge's original name is the Giants dance
0: mm, that's right
1: Um. Now they believe that possibly originally the stones were brought by giants from Africa to Mount Calaris in Ireland and then they were brought from there to England to where they are now but the original sort of I've seen early depictions of them being built like the artistry and and they draw pictures of giants helping Merlin construct Stonehenge so so this this history of giants is very it's for, for me as a Christian, it's important because there's a reason why it's been obfuscated from the public, and it's it's quite an import. It's it's an interesting topic, but it's actually important because it goes against the theory of evolution. Because obviously, evolution's teaching us that we're getting sort of cleverer and better. But if there were these giants, you see, who were far more advanced than us, well, that shows that we're not evolving. We're actually stupider and weaker and these were because because they're made out in history giants are made out in history to be sort of stupid and but they weren't they were they would have been because i mean they were half angel so they would have been far more intelligent and stronger than we are so they they would have been possibly worshipped as demigods they would have been like the kings at the time because if you look at some of the ancient artwork you can have uh, smaller figures worshipping these larger individuals that are on thrones who are much larger. So these these would have been these giants, these demigods like Hercules. He would have been one.
2: When you say giant, how big are we talking?
1: Well, I think the originals. I think you could. I think you could say up to thirty feet. Oh, yeah. There was. There were smaller ones. I mean, I mean, Goliath is obviously one that most people have heard of, and Goliath would have been a descendant. Now, see, when we talk of giants, there's different tribes. So we say giants, but there was actual tribes of them. Now, Goliath was from the tribe of the Anakims, and he would have probably been around nine and a half feet. Um, there's been. I mean, there's. I think the largest skeleton that they found in England's about twenty-five feet. And that was actually near Stonehenge. And what people have to understand is about these finds, at the time when they were doing these digs, we're going back a few hundred years, like two, three hundred years. Politicians and high ranking people at the time would have actually turned up to these digs and everything and 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 put their name to these things to to say, yeah, that you know, we found they were found and they were this size and everything. So, so, I mean, they would have been big. There would have been some big boys. Mm. I, I, I mean... Few... Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I have I have listened to guys who've said things like... like for exa- I'll give you an example as to why the Book of Enoch's not included in this canon of scripture, because it talks about giants in there, and the measurement it gives is in an old measurement, which is called L's. And when I've sort of done my research on it, it's if you were to go off what the Book of Enoch's saying, some of these things were a thousand feet high. Well, that's essentially a walking mountain. That's, no. I, I can't accept that. So that's, it's a bit fantastical in that way, is the Book of Enoch. But I mean, there is another giant mentioned by name in the Bible called Og, the King of Bashan. And I think it even mentions the size of his bed. And I think his bed was about 13 and a half feet long and made of iron. Now, why would an average-sized person or even someone six-foot need a bed that's nearly 13 and a half feet long. So he must have mm. been 11, 12 feet long easily. Yeah.
0: There's having extra leg room, and then there's just taking the piss, isn't there?
1: Yeah. Like... I mean, what do you need? What do you need? Yeah. Half a foot, a foot. Yeah. So give him a foot, and he's still 12 and yeah. a foot.
0: You know you saying about like um, these uh, – like the, the... – this uh, skeleton or whatever that was found near Stonehenge, like, is there? What happened to the to the remains? Was it like, were they ever kept preserved, or was it just destroyed? Or,
1: well, this is this is the interesting thing. I mean, in the US, you've got the Smithsonian Institution that, whenever mm. you look into archaeological finds, there, it always seems to seems to be then turning up and uh, then the bones disappear. Um, I mean, if you look into sort of the archaeological finds over here, you can, I mean, I've started doing some research for my book, and you find there is a lot of articles that sort of talk about them. I mean, from what I understand, they did, they did have a giant, I don't know if it was a a full skeleton or a part of it, on display at a, a museum in Keswick a number of years ago. But I think that's possibly not there anymore. Um, but it's the way I the way I see it. If if you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, and at the end when they box the Ark up and then they take it away, and they t- it's it's they say to Indiana Jones, "We've got our best people on the job, our best men on the job," and they box it up and they put it away in a warehouse. These bonds will be hidden away in like different museums in in the basements or whatever because because like i said there's a what 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 they're trying to do they're trying to protect the theory of evolution they're trying to protect it mm. and that's why i was saying that the giants are very very important because they were advanced there's so many there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articles uh, over here of giant uh, giant skeletons being found every civilization on earth has stories of giants has mythologies of giants has places named after giants, for example, obviously I've named Stonehenge, Giants Dance, Giants Causeway, Northern Ireland. You've got the Wheel of the Giants, which is in the Golan Heights, Gilgal, Raphaim the Wheel of the Giants. So every every civilization talks What's about that giants.
2: Chalk paint, that chalk picture we've got as well on the side of that Cern, hill.
1: Cern, yeah, Cern Abbas Giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You could
1: just, I mean, well, we've got, so so... Britain itself is actually named after a Trojan called Brutus. Now, before it was called Britain, it was called Albion. And Albion was said to... There's there's two schools of thought as to why it was called Albion. One is that Albion was a giant, uh, and he was given basically what's now Britain as like a place to go and conquer. I mean, his. Bro- I think his brother Bergion went to what's now modern-day France. Would have been Gaul at the time? And then they went over and fought with Hercules. And Hercules' father, is it Zeus, fought for him, and he killed Albion and Bergion, But it was named after Albion, this, gi- this giant. The other, the other story is, is that there is, um, I can't remember the exact amount. It was either 30 sisters from somewhere in the Middle East. Anyway, I've wrote it down. It's in my book that I've started writing. But basically, there were 30 sisters, one called Albina. And they agreed to murder the husbands, all, all 30 of them. And the youngest one um didn't want to do it because she she was she was in love with him. And so their father was a king. Um and the youngest daughter told them. And basically these other 29 sisters got banished and they were put on a boat and they ended up here in Britain. And because Albina was the first one that stepped off and she was said, these were said to be giantesses, um, the place was then called Albion based, based off her. Now, interestingly, that story is said to come from a giant called Gogmagog. And Gog Magog is paraded through London every year at the Lord's Lord Mayor's Show. Um, it's it's actually two giants now, but they believe it was just one giant. Now Gog and Magog are named in the Bible not as giants but as places. Now Gog Magog was um, said to have told Brutus, who captured him, this story as to why it was called Albion, and he he said it was because of these sisters. Um, and named after albina so there's so there's a rich history in our nation regarding giants and also you just can go anywhere the united states for example you've got the giants of lovelock cave you can you can look them up uh there's said to be giants in alaska just all over the ancient burial mounds are all said to be um giant burial mounds so it's like ubiquitous all over the world. And that can't be a coincidence. Hmm.
2: Well, what's interesting is that we've got a pub in my town called the Albion. And it's on the sign outside. It's got a um, picture of a, a giant woman with a huge shield. Well, that'll be Albina then. Yeah. Bit of a little thing there for you. So, so this, um, what are they called? Gorka sorry. What are they, what are they called? Gogmagog. Gogma gog sorry, they they were so, so they, you say who in London parades them?
1: It's at the Lord's Mayor, Lord Mayor's show. So there'll be there's two. They make up these giant figures. It's like a it's like a parade they have every year, and if you go there, they 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 have these two giant figures made up and they parade mm. them through city of london i think liverpool have a similar sort of thing with giants and things like there's a lot there's a lot of history when you start digging into it all over the uk Um, a lot around cornwall and and things like that um but there's so many different places that are are related to giants over here and there's so i mean i could talk to you about i mean there's for example jack and the beanstalk jack and the beanstalk that's related to a real guy who was Jack the giant killer. And he was said, well, one of the giants he was killed, he killed was a, a giant called Cormoran, who he ended up. I mean, the, the stories are really brutal when you, when you read them. I mean, mm. he hacked this thing up in a pit, this, he, he sets a trap for it, this, this giant who'd been causing havoc and he fell into a pit. And as his sort of head popped up Jack's, smashed his head in with a pickaxe like but they've obviously had to torn it down for the children and it became Jack and the Beanstalk but he was said to have killed a number of giants and Mm. they're they're all over I mean all over Wales, Scotland there's obviously they
2: they redid the the film didn't they a few years ago called uh, Jack the Giant Slayer yeah which was more similar to the original sort of again they made it a bit more family friendly but it was Mm. a bit more like similar to that sort of thing but obviously down here in like kent it's all very pagan-esque so we've got like the green man festival that we have that goes through hastings and he's always uh sort of portrayed as this huge breathing man not a million miles away from the uh jolly green giant funny enough but from um, mm. the sweet corner of a very similar imagery with like the uh the leaves and um hops behind the ears and whatnot so like it's sort of nestled but, uh, you mentioned something earlier about Merlin as well at um, Stonehenge. Is this the same Merlin of like um, King Arthur fame, or are we talking someone else?
1: No, the the same Merlin. I mean, the oh, okay. speculation regarding King Arthur as well as to whether he was a giant. They don't know, but yeah, I mean Mer- Merlin. As the story goes, he was the only one who knew how to get these these stones over. Um, I mean. There's sort of, I've looked into it and I believe there's sort of two ways they could have done it. And it would have been, either, I think I've mentioned it before to you about acoustic levitation. Mm, you yeah. use it or acoustic. I mean, there's there's sound resonance and acoustic levitation. They're similar, but there is a difference. Acoustic levitation is where yeah. you literally levitate it completely with sound. Or you can use what's called sound resonance where you use a frequency that's the same as this particular item, which then resonates, which makes it lighter. So you can maneuver it a lot easier. So they could have possibly used that. But I mean, um, like I said, it, you can look up some of the artwork and th- it's a giant or there's a giant and a couple of smaller figures, one said to be Merlin. So the, it was called the Giant's Dance. So they definitely, gi- giant. I mean, Giant's built Stonehenge. You can't, the mainstream try to tell you, you know, oh, they, they, they got these stones onto logs and they rolled them or they, or they possibly went through the sea. Well, were, I don't know if you know, but the outer circle stones are called sarsen stones and they weigh up to 40 tons in weight. Mm. They believe they're from around 20 miles north of Stonehenge, I think. But the blue stones, now these are the interesting ones, right? Because they're smaller, but they weigh between three to four tons. So they're not light, but they're from Priscilla Hills, which is in South Wales, which is approximately 180 miles away. Mm-hmm. So how did they get them there? Now, there was a group back in, I think it was around 2000, called Mentor Preseli, And they attempted to move one of these blue stones from the quarry there in South Wales. It took them a full day to move it one mile. They eventually got it to the coast, this full team of guys, doing it the traditional way, what the mainstream teach you, that you're rolling it on these logs or whatever, dragging it. And then it was put on a raft, which they said they would have brought them on these rafts. As soon as it went on the raft, it sunk, and that was it, over. Over. But obviously the ma- the mainstream, you you if you start talking about giants and acoustic levitation and sound resonance, you're just gonna get laughed at. Mm. But they'll still, if you well, if you ask them, well, how did they do it then? Well, we don't know. Yeah. But they don't want to think outside the box, you see, no. because they've got their little box that they're in. They're evolutionists, they don't believe in supernatural things. So that that's not true. And giants, yeah. Well, we know we've got stories of giants, but they're just stories. They weren't really giants that's the attitude that you come up against.
2: Do you ever see that video of that guy messing around? This is years old, like back when YouTube was a new thing and there was this uh, engineer playing around with a speaker or something and he had it facing upwards and he put a bowling ball on top and he could make the bowling ball resonate with these frequencies that were so low, we can't hear them. But if he was up the volume or frequency or whatever, he could uh, decipher the distance of the ball away from the speaker just moving it up and down like it was nothing
1: yeah very I've seen, very I've fascinating seen, stuff yeah i've seen a few videos actually on sound resonance and acoustic levitation on youtube where it shows them lifting even smaller rocks with it mm. and also a guy who shows you the sound resonance thing and he'll it, the video shows you know like 50 megahertz and he'll do mm. like he'll Whack, whack! I can't remember. It's something, and it doesn't do anything. And then when he uses something the same frequency, you see this thing move. So like it's ingenious... a art as
2: well, don't we? The um, the coloured like powdered chalk. They'll spread it out, yeah. and by activating certain speakers, it'll move the chalk around and make a picture. It's really fascinating. Really cool stuff. Yeah,
0: very clever.
1: Because mm. I mean, obviously that that would have. Been, I mean, people will just go, "Oh, you're talking about magic." Well, no, we're not. Ma- magic is like. So it's not magic, but they're going to say that because they don't understand. It mm. might look like magic, but you're using sound, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There's 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 scientific grounds for it, at the very least, mm. yeah. And you're using it
0: to your advantage, really, in you, <laughs>
2: mm. yeah, exactly. It's the same as like um, uh, breaking uh, wine glasses with your voice, same sort of thing. Mm.
1: It's exactly, yeah, exactly the yeah. same thing, yeah, yeah.
2: So, what, so this um, again. So, we sort of like go back to uh, you mentioned about uh, King Arthur being a giant. You say there's like speculation surrounding that. Now, where does that speculation sort of come from? Because, like, obviously, there's a, a very large debate on whether or not uh, like King Arthur even exists, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, we're not we're not 100 certain whether he was a real person or not. But if you just when you start looking into giants and the mythologies you do get you, you come up across things that like what for example one of the giants that they found near stonehenge they speculated that it was king gartha who knows i mean i couldn't even tell you why they speculated but like you said we don't even know whether it was a real person but it's just interesting that they even speculated that he was a giant but it, it's just basically down to folklore there's, mm. there's no actual, there's no actual real evidence to say that he was or he wasn't.
2: So, so where where did you find out about this 25 uh, foot giant by Stonehenge?
1: Um... There's a website called Ancient Origins, and there is a guy called Hugh Newman. He's an English lad from he's from Wiltshire, actually, and a guy called Jim Vieira from the United States. He did a program. It's on Discovery Channel with his brother. Can't remember the exact name, but it's to do with looking for giants. But basically, that Jim Vieira and Hugh Newman wrote a book called The Giants of Stonehenge in Ancient Britain, and it's part of their research. Um, If you go on Ancient Origins, it lists the 10 most notable finds of giant bones, and it's on there. Okay. Okay. That'll
2: be something worth uh, linking Mm. underneath in the old description, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Because I remember I found an article maybe a month or two ago that I sent over to you, Paul, which was they, they found some huge coffin and it had a massive sword with it as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of um, coffins and weapons and stuff found. I mean, one of the guys I interviewed actually from States who lives in Texas, he was contacted by another podcast that he'd been on a podcast called blurry creatures. And they contacted him to say, they'd been given some information regarding a riverbed near where this guy called Travis lives. And they'd been suffering a drought. This is this year. They've been having a drought and, um, there was actual giant footprints that have been there for centuries. But when obviously it's been raining, you can't see them because of the river. Now he went down there and he's documented them. And I've seen pictures there and you've got like pictures where he's got his foot next to them, but these things are like 24 inches long.
2: What what kind of uh, river bottom is it? Are we talking like clay or? Maddened. well what
1: the well it looks it looks like it's dried up mud but i think from where the footprints are i think whatever the material is that they've sunk into it's like a permanent footprint so mm. even when they they fill up these footprints after it dries up again they're still there
2: yeah okay so it's like into the bedrock
1: yeah and I mean, he he he's documented them all, measured them, and then you see like <clears> pictures <throat> of hip his foot next to it with his boots on, and it's just not like way small. I mean, twenty-four inches. Yeah. He measured them. How,
2: how how many of these um, footprints
1: are there? Not hundred percent. There's a number of them. I'd have to check That's it. He's, he's put if 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 you if your listeners want to go to the Giants of Ancient America Instagram, he's got thousands of followers. This guy has hundreds and hundreds of articles, but you can find the pictures on there and, and view them for yourself. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have to check that Yeah,
2: Because a, a lot of the time when they're like, oh, we found a footprint, it's like, well, where's the rest of them then? Either this bloke can hop 10 miles at a time, or do you know what I mean? We we, mm, we get yeah, that a lot. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It's a bit you know, there's Several of them there, then that's worth it. It was, it was uh, ancientorigins.com, was it?
1: It I think it, yeah, if you just type Ancient Origins in Google, it'll come up. That's the one that tells you about the the sort of 10 skeletons. Um, mm. And then there's the Giants of Ancient America. That's, if you go on the Instagram, um, you'll be able to view the pictures on there regarding the footprints. But I mean, there's, 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 there's so much out there um, information-wise, especially newspaper articles regarding giant finds yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures now. It's fucking. Yeah, I'm just on
2: ancient.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just on ancient origins.
2: Well, and it's, well, uh, it, well. Uh,
1: I'll I'll, yeah. I'll give you an example, right? So, I mean, I'm not a sports follower. I don't watch sports, but I know the uh, this guy called Shackle O'Neill is a basketballer. Apparently, he's massive. Mm. I've read it somewhere. He has size. Is it twenty? It's something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's size twenty three, right? Which, which relates to his foot being sixteen inches long. These are twenty four inches long.
2: Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, is a beast. So it's just to think he's got an extra. This has got like an extra eight inches.
1: Yeah,
2: on top of that, that's like an extra hand. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, Speak further. I mean, there is,
1: there is them. a, there, Yeah, there is a guy. I think he's south africa is worth looking up i think he's called michael tellinger and i think he has some artifacts as well regarding giants because th- this guy as well this travis pictures you've just been looking at um he has descriptions of weapons that have been found and everything and some of them are huge yeah
2: we've I've seen ones before where they've been like um because a, a lot of the time, they've, when this comes to weapons, I, I sort of always hear the same sort of thing, like, oh, they're just ceremonial. But it's like, but surely you have to be able to lift them in a ceremony as well. Mm, yeah. To, like, carry them, you know what I mean? Like, when you give a general a ceremonial sword, it's not like, here you go, mate, here's your 20-foot sword. It's like, well, what am I going to do with this? Where is this going to go? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like... So they always... <laughs> Because I'm, I'm at the same time I'm not saying, oh, it lately belonged to giants. But at the same time, I think really ceremonial for who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It,
1: it's like architecture as well. When you look at some of the old buildings and you see the doorways and you see your average side person stood next to them, and these are like forty feet higher than them, and you think, right, okay, so we're building doorways that size for who? And and the ancient sites when when you look at like. You know, you go to Cusco in Peru and places like that, and the size of these blocks that they use, and they're in up in mountains. They built these full megalithic sites. Like, how did they get there? Hmm. I think if you yeah. look, if you look into Jim Vieira as well, he he's an ex mason, and he talks about how these giants were actual master masons and master geomancers.
2: Because yeah, when you look into things like Tartaria as well, like as we mentioned earlier, mm. you look into somebody a yeah, Tartarian buildings. of course, you know, mm. the, the huge doors, the high windows, the very high ceilings. I mean, what, what do you make of that?
1: Well, obviously, I mean, Tartaria is very, very interesting as well because they talk about the giants of Tartaria. Mm. I mean, for me, and and what your listeners need to understand is like, When we're talking, so we're not just saying, right, okay, the Bible says that there are these giants. Well, you know, some people don't believe the Bible. So they'll be like, well, why am I listening to that? Well, okay, you might not listen to that, but you've got all this ancient mythology and folklore. But on top of that, you've got actual newspaper articles. You've got architecture. You've got claims of giant bones being found and like you've seen them footprints and everything. So when you start... I mean, I believe in giants anyway because the Bible tells me I'm a Bible-believing Christian. So that but that aside, you can put all this evidence together and it's a compelling case that they, they were, you know, like mm. I said, we've got places named after giants. Why? Because mm. they were memories, the memories from an ancient world. Mm. I mean, why... if people can believe that, that, that we had humongous lizards that we now call dinosaurs, why can't they believe that we had humongous humanoids.
0: yeah yeah
2: well like you said earlier you were talking about like how the atmosphere was different back then that's how we had um mega flora and mega fauna because the air was like so much more oxygen in it everything could grow larger and they've done these experiments now even with um, leeches and snails and things like that they can just compare the two from the same species put them in different uh atmospheres and one will grow much bigger than the other you know that's why we had the giant sloth the yeah. um what was the name of that massive um orangutan thing
0: uh,
2: gigante- yeah the, Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah christopher walken did the voice mm-hmm. and then yeah. you, and let like, us just just stuff like that like they, they say like that that's all like the, the mega uh fauna from this atmosphere thing so scientifically like if you wanted non-secular evidence there's some there, hmm. you know. Mm. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've even talked like they had, they would have had like dragonflies that were like twenty nine inches long and and, and things yeah. like that. I mean, you only need to look at the depiction of a what we call a dinosaur. Did you say a chest fossil the cavity... other
2: month the um dragonfly that was like thirty four inches long?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so novelty. that that the, <laughs> there's more evidence then. But the chest cavities on a lot of these dinosaurs you see are quite small. So that shows you that the atmosphere they were living in was more oxygenated than what we're living in now. Vastly more oxygenated. I mean, the Bible even talks about when um, they sent spies into the land of Canaan to spy it out before the the Israelites were going to go in and take the land, which is now modern day Israel. It was called Canaan. And they came back with a cluster of grapes that two men had to carry between them because they were that large. And the report that they brought back was, we can't take the land because there's giants there and there's basically the size of cedar trees. And we were like grasshoppers in comparison to them.
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a one-sided fight, isn't it?
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, that's like having um, Mike Tyson fighting Peter Denklage. Yeah, <laughs> but so would Israel today then be the place to go to to find all these? um like, do you think that like, the majority of these uh, giant skeletons could be near Israel?
1: Um, there's certainly going to be giant skeletons, that, but they're mm. gonna they're gonna be all over the world because. Uh, I mean in the old in the old times like the antediluvian times when Noah was around they weren't all li- all just living in that location mm. I mean the 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 land of Israel as it is now was promised to Abraham which came after um Noah so yeah. I mean there's there, yeah there's going to be there's going to be giant skeletons there, and I'm sure they've I'm sure they've found them, but they, they, they are all over. Hmm.
0: Why, why do you think, you know, that people are trying to dismiss the existence? I know you have sort of said, you know, they're trying to protect the theory of evolution, but why why are they trying to protect it? Like, if we've got all this evidence for it, wouldn't it be better used to study this evidence we've got? and stuff like that like why is there such a well it goes
1: yeah it's 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 ultimately comes down to this is that so you can go right back to the garden of eden when man first fell satan comes in and interesting when it talks about satan and a serpent people think it was a snake he slithered in well he wasn't a snake it was a reptilian being a seraphim and he would have walked in on two legs and had arms as well. And he questioned Adam and Eve and said to him, "Has has God said so?" He's all the time. What he does is is questioning the Bible. Is it really has really has God really said these things? So we the Nephilim, what I mentioned to you before, are very important because it's part of what we call the seed war. So when Adam and Eve fell. God said to them, said to Eve, um, basically, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a child, you're gonna have seed, and he will to Satan, he said, he will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. Now that was the prophecy regarding the Messiah, which is the Son of God, Christ, that was given then. So from that moment on, Satan knew there was gonna be a man born who was gonna eventually basically destroy him. So part of the the this reason why these fallen angels came down was to corrupt the de- the gene pool of mankind, so this Messiah couldn't be born. So all the time, it's it's to dis. So this theory of evolution has to be protected from a satanic standpoint because it discredits the Bible. So he has. So so this world as we see it now, how it's being played out, everything. Uh, it's, it's there's a spiritual battle to all of this. It's not just what you see. There's a spiritual world behind it all that's interfering and manipulating things, even with all the wars that are going on and everything behind the scenes. And ultimately, even Jesus said of the devil that he is the prince of this world temporarily. So through, through fallen men, he, he tries to deceive people from the truth of the Bible and that's why the, the, the theory of evolution needs to be protected because it discredits the Bible. So if you have these giants and the more advanced, much stronger and larger than we are, well, people will go, well, hang on a minute. If that's the case, then we're not getting stronger. We're not living longer. And we're actually more stupid. Because, mm. I mean, you, you want not need to listen to Graham Hancock. He talks about an advanced civilization. Yeah. And it's because of these these sites, so it's clear that they was far more intelligent than we are anyway. So that I mean that straight away is discrediting what because the the evolutionary theory is trying to tell us we're getting better. Well, we're not. I mean, we can't build pyramids now. We don't know how to do it. So it's 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 a mm. it's a very deep rabbit hole if you want to mm. call it that, and it's it's all it's it's ultimately always spiritual. Yeah. So you'll always be it'll giants will always be one of those things that like oh whatever mate they'll just laugh at you. Mm. But it's like well, I said, it's part of this seed war.
2: I've got several of um Graham Hancock's books, and from what I understand in what he writes is that the advanced civilization he's talking about is these ones that live local to, say, uh, Ubekli Tepe, the pyramids and all this, because what he says is that a lot of people on the outside look at it and go, well, they can't have built it. They're savages. And he's saying, well, no, these people are a hell of a lot more advanced than people give them credit for. So, Mm. no, they're not just savages. It's not a matter of, you know, oh, well, these people couldn't have built them, so it had to have been aliens. You know, he's very... He's been very forespoken about saying, like you know, these these ancient civilizations, like the um, uh, the Sumerians and etc., were actually a hell of a lot more advanced than the um, than Western civilization gives them credit for.
1: Well, it's 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 clear from. Just looking at the architecture that they were, I mean, it, it goes back again, Nephilim, it goes back to them, these fallen ones, the exchange of knowledge for these human women. That's that's why these, these Sumerians and whoever else who built all these places, the Mayans or whatever, all these ancient civilizations, they were worshiping these fallen angels. And in exchange for obviously knowledge, they give up certain things, and one of them at initially was obviously the women. They had children with them, but there was there was worshiping them as gods as well. So so they were they were taught things by them as well as them themselves being much cleverer than we are. Because it's like even to do with sort of astrology and things like that. I mean, we live in towns and cities now that are just covered in light pollution. They they knew far more about the stars than we'll ever know i mean Mm. for example stonehenge in england is if you look at stone they've got a stonehenge in america as well and they're perfectly aligned with one another now that can only be done from the air it's called it's basically astroarchaeology that they're doing to discover these things but it can only be done from the air so how have they done it? Like we couldn't do that now. Hmm. They're perfectly aligning all these different ancient sites. So well, they were very very
2: clever people back in the like back in the day, so to speak, where they would spend years and countless years measuring how the seasons ticked by and everything, looking at the skies. They they could these mathematicians and even today they can show you the maths that um they can just measure things very where from the sky. So if they were to build something by the, the way the uh, patterns in the sky moves and the way it moves, they see like the uh, the star line and all the different, oh, what would you call them? The, um, when you see the constellations and the time it takes for them to see the next ones, they can get a good measurement of what something is. So a lot of the time they would sit there and say, oh, well, we'll line these up to these stars. But then you got to think people on the other side of the world, they've done the exact same thing. So it's no... I don't think it's a coincidence. Well it, not it's neither coincidence nor done purposefully, I don't think. So like if you were to get two complete strangers and block them off, like like the partition you got behind you, if there was another person on the other side who you weren't aware of and on the wall on the far left of you, there was a red dot. And we said to you, point at a red dot, and then we said to the other guy, point at a red dot. We'd be like, Hold on a minute, these two people were pointing at the same dot. You know, there's, there's got to be something to this. Well, no, it's just the same red dot. So it's it's the same with the stars when they've sort of built in the same with the um pyramids as well. It's a lot of like, oh, they all aligned up to the um stars perfectly with each other and it's like, well, yeah, they were using the same stars.
1: Yeah. So I think I think the thing is is how accurate they are though, how 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 accurate they're hmm. built and everything and the size of the blocks they use. Yeah.
2: They are impressive. Yeah. Like those ones. Did you, you ever see that, that massive wall? What What's it called? It, it seems like uh, it begins with a T, I think, but they're like these really odd shaped bricks, but they slide, slot together Tesseract. perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely huge. And you can get all these, like you can't even squeeze like razor blades between, each, but they look like crazy paving. You know, like they used to do in the 90s yeah. on people's front mm. gardens. Yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. Be, it'd be like that. But they slot together perfectly. There's no like,
1: mortar. To... There's no yeah, mortar between yeah. them. It's
2: absolutely mental. It's like, man, how did they do it? Yeah. Like, like not even. Well, they even, believe like...
1: they believed oh, that they heated it. them up and turned them. This is if you listen to Jim Vieri talk about this, this Mason, that they heated them up and they almost became like a marshmallow. The sort well, of like about... rock,
2: so sort of yeah, just before they, breaking they, point.
1: Yeah, and they'd sl- slot them together, and that's why they would look molded. Mm. With... And there's no mortar. It's like if you go to Stonehenge, one of the – I don't know whether it's the altar stone. One of the stones in the centre anyway, it's got like a scoop mark out of it, like they've scooped mm. the rock mm. out. Now, yeah, you same with those,
2: those monoliths in Egypt, like, was like um, the Alexander pillar and stuff, where they've got some of the big ones, and some of the ones that they, they broke by accident at the start again, they've got these big scoops coming out of them. Mm. Yeah
1: so that yeah. would have been the same thing they would have because the again it's 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 all related to the giants they would have known how to heat them i mean we're yeah. talking serious temperatures here to turn to turn a stone like that into almost like a marshmallow i mean i wouldn't even like to guess how hot they had to get it but like you i think like you pointed out there, almost like just before breaking point and they would have been able to shape them because you can't mm. you can't if you go to them places you can't even you know, you could get a piece of paper and you can't even slot it between them because mm-hmm. there's no yeah. mortar. To...
0: Obviously, I know we're talking about giants, but, you know, a lot of people, they always throw aliens into the mix with all these sort of structures. Do you reckon there was anything to do with that? Like, aliens gave the giants this technology or any anything like that? I mean, to me, I, I I don't believe in that sort of stuff. But whenever no. you watch all these programs about it, it's always oh, alien technology, laser guns, heat rays, all this sort of. Mm.
1: Well, the Nephilim and the aliens go hand in hand because aliens are not from other planets. They're not little green men. These these. Aliens, or I mentioned it earlier, you've got bodies terrestrial and you've Mm. got bodies celestial. So so an angel, what we call an angel, is not from Earth. So they're not terrestrial, they're extraterrestrial. So the UFO phenomena is actually a supernatural phenomena Um, because they're, they're interdimensional beings. They're not from other planets. They're interdimensional. And these these gray aliens, the typical, so there's various types of alien, but your you gray alien, um, I've interviewed a number of people who have been researching this for a number of years. One guy in particular called L.A. Marzulli. He, and, and and I've looked into it as well, he describes them as like an avatar. So the, the gray alien is is almost like an avatar. So it's it's, it, a demon inhabits this thing and uses it and that's what, so the ancient alien theory, obviously I don't subscribe to because they talk about, you know, aliens, they've come down, there are benevolent space brothers. Mm. Well, benevolent space brothers don't abduct children and don't abduct people and carry out experiments on them. So I believe that these UFOs, it's a real phenomena. It's It's worldwide. But it's related to these fallen sons of God. And it's a supernatural, it's a it's a spiritual sort of phenomena. And these are interdimensional beings. That that's why they're able to just come and go. Mm. Because I mean, interdimensionality is a fascinating subject to look into. Because we 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 operate within three dimensions, but we know there's at least four, and possibly, as the string theory postulates, up to ten. I mean, I know the ancient some of the ancient rabbinic um scholars believed in 10 dimensions and they believed they could even get that information from the old testament that there were 10 dimensions so these so these ufos that we're seeing they're interdimensional and they can come in and out i mean we we can't understand but i mean there is a way to sort of The best way I can describe it is it's used by a variety of people, and I've read it in a book called Alien Intrusion. So they have a two-dimensional planet called Flatland, and these Flatlanders can only move sort of side to side and up and down. They can't go over anything. They wake up one morning and there is a line drawn right across Flatland and because they can't go over, they're two-dimensional, that's now an event horizon to them, so they can't cross that. Then the day after, some footprints appear, and they draw a line around them, a circle. So that's now an event horizon to the Flatlanders, but because the Flatlanders don't understand that it's an interdimensional being, they think now they've trapped this being, but when they get up the day after... The footprints have gone and they can't understand. But that's because it's it this this being that's coming in and out of flatland is possibly three-dimensional. So these beings that are coming in and out of our world were three-dimensional. These are at least four-dimensional. So they're coming in and out. And the I mean, obviously the, you know, you've got the UAP hearings that they've had this year in states, and they've said that they've got these craft of non-human origin. I mean, the guy I interviewed, L.A. Moisouli, we was talking about uh, the third heaven, which is where God resides, but you've got the first heaven, which is what you can see in the second heaven. And that's like the astral plane. And he, he believes that's where these fallen angels are coming from into our world. I mean, Graham Hancock, apparently, he he I know he takes DMT, which... I would advise against, but that can take you into the astral plane. And I think he's wrote in one of his books, I don't know which one, that when he was on DMT, he was on the astral plane and he seen these gray aliens and he was like, what are these doing here? Now he couldn't understand that because he doesn't have a biblical perspective of this phenomena. But like I said, these things are like an avatar.
0: Hmm.
1: So they're coming from another dimension. So they didn't, so, in terms of building these sites, aliens is what they'd have you believe on the ancient alien thing. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't do it, but there could have been sort of intervention in terms of handing down knowledge mm. to help mankind yeah. and these giants build these things.
0: Because you'd have to have some heat, wouldn't you? To yeah, squish
1: these
0: rocks or and stones and whatnot. I mean,
1: there's a rock in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you see I can't remember the name of it. You might have seen a picture of it, but it it's a massive rock, but it looks like it's been cut into perfect line right down it, like a laser's cut it yeah, right that. down. Perfect straight line. I mean, these, yeah, I've these, I've, these UFOs. I've, I've had the, uh, the, the
2: theory saying it's uh, water corrosion, what you hear, isn't it?
1: Yeah it's a perfectly straight line. That's the thing. When I look at it, I think it'd be some coincidence for it to be water erosion and it to be, I mean, it's oh, perfectly I mean, straight. Yeah.
0: yeah. If it was water erosion, you think it'd be a bit more zigzaggy and
1: yeah. Yeah. But the, the, they go, they, so the, the UFO phenomenon to, go hand in hand. To melt rock,
2: you're looking at between 600 and 1300 degrees Celsius. Jesus. which would turn it into a substance called magma. So if you got mm. to like maybe 5 maybe if you stayed at like 600 maybe kept it around that area you could keep your uh, your rock like a marshmallow consistency but I don't know how you would achieve that kind of heat. No, like well, that's, back the, then that's the, that, the thing with, isn't like, it? An oven yeah. or whatever. But then I don't know how hot like I mean, how hot's a bonfire? Do you know what I mean? I mean? I don't even know how hot fire is. Like, with, if I get out my cigarette lighter, I don't know how hot that is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not entirely sure. Like, could you get like a good log fire going and get a good 600 degrees centigrade oh, the going there? I'd
0: imagine. Not, I don't know. it going to be anywhere near yeah. that. <laughs> yeah,
1: because <laughs> yeah, gas gas mark seven's what 180. So, yeah, it's it's like 180, 200. So it's like nowhere near what you need. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously there's. So, I mean, possibly they had some kind of ancient technology that we don't don't know about. Like I said, there's been this exchange of knowledge. So mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, the thing we've had before them, when people hear the word technology, people
2: automatically assume you're talking about lasers and ray guns. It's like yeah. a bow and arrow is a form of technology, a hammer is a form of technology. All because yeah. we're saying technology, we're not saying they had lasers and shit. We're just saying maybe they had some form of, maybe there was some sort of, like we took the electricity route, maybe they took the sound route, you know, and because we haven't focused enough on that, we haven't sussed at what they did. But it doesn't mean just to say like, it's not there, you know, mm. it's like, I mean, bloody hell, before they found the uh, the pistol shrimp, no one knew there was an animal out there that could knock out other fish with air bubbles. But there you go. There it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, no one before mm. then would have been like, you can't knock me out of an air bubble. It's like, mm, something can, you know, so yeah. <laughs> all because we haven't discovered it yet. So
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think because we don't, what it is, we're mankind. We're so proud. We like to think if we don't understand it, then well, it probably didn't happen. Well, yeah, we've no extra nothing. In reality, yeah, that's, a flat, that's at... a flat
2: earther in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: they don't understand it. Isn't right.
1: That's right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. So and what, I mean, what do you but... think
2: they want to cover up the um Bible? Because you said like they want evolution so it discredits the bible what 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 is the the big war against the bible
1: well it's the it's it's satanic isn't it that it's it's, like i said it all relates to the messiah so that the scriptures from the beginning the old testament is like pointing towards the being a messiah so it's the history of man from when he was created to his fall until the end until judgment Mm. day and it's the whole history leading up to that and it's like the war between light and darkness the, the war between God and Satan and obviously Satan's Satan's come down to earth, He's he's been thrown down so he, he this is his dominion now, so this mm. is I mean you, I say to people well look at the world and tell me there isn't a real presence of evil just look at it, we only need to switch the news on, well I wouldn't recommend people watch the news because that's fake as well but you can sort of look, you know, there's stuff going on around the world and there's a real presence of evil. So it's the battle. So the Bible, for, for, for the devil, who's the enemy of the truth, there's no truth in him at all. He has to discredit that because that truth sets men free. He doesn't want people to be free. He wants to keep them enslaved to their own sin and keep them blind to it. So it's it's the most important thing to him is... As long, he's not bothered what you believe in as long as you don't believe that believe in anything else. Don't care whether you're a Muslim a Satanist an atheist or whatever, not interested as long as you don't believe that. And that's why Mm. the the, the thing with the giants is, like I said, it is important because, because the thing is, if there were giants, like, well, hang on, the Bible told you this, like it was wrote, like Genesis was wrote probably 4,000 years ago. So we had a we had a text that were telling you there were giants and you didn't want to listen. Do you know what I mean? So they've got it's attacked it. It's got to be covered up. It's got to be carried on this uh, discrediting because obviously, I mean, this isn't mainstream. This is like these are fringe topics we're talking about. Mm. You know, there's more and more awareness. There's there's becoming more and more awareness of it because of things like TikTok and whatever, and more people doing podcasts like yourselves. You know, independent podcasters talking about it. So, so there is, there is more of it.
2: Yeah, Chris brought up a really good point um, some episodes ago with another one of our guests, and it kind of got glossed over. But um, that's why would they hide uh, the giant bones and be like, "Oh no, you're not allowed to see this," but they're more than happy to let people see the giant lizard bones. A lot of the um and yeah. and and if they wanted to sort of like keep these sort of giants away from us like why why go into the trouble to teach us about these mythologies in school and like give us hints and if they're trying to keep it away from us why dangle these hints and clues if it's that much of a taboo subject why is it not just completely cast away entirely
1: well i mean i mean obviously they can they can't completely eradicate um Folklore, you know, oral tradition, it can't be completely got rid of. So instead of instead of being able to completely wipe it out, they just discredit it and make them into fairy tales and they're just stories for children. Because 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 the Bible hasn't been wiped out, has it? So it's still here. So mm-hmm. we've got to discredit it. So discredit these stories as well. Any anything that's related to, you know, that might possibly indicate that what the Bible's saying is true. But with relation to sort of the dinosaurs, I mean, obviously the 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 story behind them is is that mankind wasn't around at the same time as them. Mm. So they they let you believe that there were these dinosaurs that are millions and billions of years old, but mankind wasn't around at that time. They don't want you to believe that, so they're quite happy for you to believe in these these big lizards. I mean, the word dinosaurs predated by the Bible anyway. I mean, the Bible talks about dragons. I mean dragons were real because you if you think about China they've got the you know the year of the monkey the year of the tiger so they've got all these different animals including mm. the dragon so they want us to believe that they've got 11 real animals and one fictional one mm. why would they do that
2: like the uh, saint george dragon and does
1: it, yeah the, I mean obviously Where'd you, come in you with always that one? have well, there would have been. I mean, Saint George was probably from Turkey anyway.
2: Yeah, he was like. Um, yeah, but still. But, I mean, in terms of,
1: yeah, I mean, dragons could have been. I mean, we don't think they were. Was he Syrian? Somewhere, in, somewhere Syrian around. Somewhere around. Yeah. Like that. But I mean, a dragon. I mean, obviously, we we see him on films and the fire-breathing dragons and things like that. But mm. dragons would have just been a great lizard, a large lizard. Like a dragon. Yeah. So it's the word dinosaur. Like people go, well, dinosaurs aren't in the Bible. Well, no, the word isn't because the word's probably only about 180 years old.
2: Yeah, it's like that, isn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah, so it it won't be in there. But it does talk about things like Leviathan and Behemoth, these great sea lizards and stuff like that. It talks about things like that. Yeah, Leviathan was the
2: third fallen angel.
1: Well, there's a spirit of Leviathan. Mm. I interviewed. I've just interviewed, actually, a gentleman who adopted Anton Lavey's daughter.
2: Oh no! Which one, Xavier?
1: Um, No, she was called Ray Ray. She's now called Deborah Joy. Okay. Um, And he talks about coming across a spirit that come against him, called Leviathan. It's a, it's a wild story. It'll be on in a couple of weeks. I recommend nice. if you want to listen to it. It's uh, yeah, it's a wild mm. story. Yeah, Talking uh, astral uh, projection another, and all kinds of things. Another one
2: of um his children went on to start a um a cult deprogramming charity. Yeah. 'Cause so obviously she was impregnated during the time during the Church of Satan when she was fourteen by one of his followers. And then her and her yeah. boyfriend is yeah. And he, he was in the room at the time apparently while it was happening. Yeah, nice bloke hand on the But um gives the
1: rest of us Satanist a bad uh, a bad a bad rap. But uh Well it's sex magic, that's what they used to that's what I mean he his daughter Ray Ray she was conceived during a, a sexual, uh, like ritual sex magic, with some Native American witch, and it was part of this ritual, and they wanted her to be like the bride of Satan, so they believe that you've got to so. Exact opposite of the Virgin Mary. Mary was a virgin when Christ was born, so they needed a woman who they would completely defile. So completely defiled, and she would be a fit vessel then to bear the child of, of the beast, like the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. That's what hit. That's what all that sort of sex ritual magic is about, and that's what Anton LaVey wanted. He wanted to be like in part of that.
2: I think he was just a con man who likes having sex with people. From being honest with you,
0: yeah, he was, he was, well, very, he was
2: very, he yeah. was very atheistic and just a bit of a knob. You know, he, he, he used to be like, he would like dress up in like vampire outfits and do like weird meetings in his mum's basement. Yeah, mm. you know, I've, I've, he, I think he actually had,
1: he actually had, believe it or not, top secret clearings with the CIA. Probably shared because LSD he was. A, with them. Because he was a master at astral projection. If you listen to that episode in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, um, I'll, I'll definitely give it a spin. But it's, it's wild, like, it's absolutely wild.
2: It's a crazy world of the esoteric planes.
1: Mm. Gotta love oh, absolutely, them. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Absolutely. So, where do you stand with the dinosaurs? Do you think dinosaurs are real? Because we get a lot these days of uh, the questioning the existence of dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, I mean there would have been the thing for me is when I look at this situation with the dinosaurs, like they make up these massive skeletons and they even tell you what they ate and how they sounded and all these things. They can't possibly know that. Like they can't yeah, know a lot how of they sounded. Is,
2: a lot of it's speculation. Like, a lot a lot yeah. of them is they can tell by like when they found like fossilized they can like kind of tell what shape their voice box would be, but a lot of them, like I even said, like even in like um jurassic park they were saying look these are artist interpretations like we have no yeah. idea what color these things were or, no. or anything yeah. like that a lot of it is guesswork but based on what they have got it's pretty um which is like over the what like the past few years they have been talking about the um the feathers and stuff yeah. like that, yeah, that it's like recent, until, yeah really, it's it? like until you until you know you don't know but it's mm. have you when you mentioned dragons have you heard this theory that um Because wings have are generally made from hollow bones, they tend not to fossilize particularly well. So there's a theory that a lot of these um, dinosaurs that we found could possibly have had like dragon wings, but didn't fossilize because of how like hollow and brittle they are. That is because the the chances of a um skeleton being fossilized because if people think every single skeleton is going to turn to a fossil eventually. I've got bad news for you. These things are literally like one in millions chances that they just happen to be in the right conditions Mm. that they can become fossilized and calcified and shit. But um, apparently wing bones are very, even more rare that they can get um, done that way as well.
1: I mean, the majority of fossils were sea creatures anyway. Like the majority of the fossil record, like over 90% will be like sea creatures, small sea creatures. Mm. Yeah. But one thing that they found whales that's... in
2: places like the Sahara Desert and things like that, haven't they? Like whale skeletons yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah, regarding sort of dinosaurs, one thing to look into is the Acambaro figurines or Acambaro figurines, and basically these were these they was discovered somewhere in Mexico, and there's hundreds of these figures, mm. and some of them depict human beings riding dinosaurs. Now if these if these are genuine, that changes everything. Because obviously they want you to believe that humans and dinosaurs weren't around at the same time.
2: Yeah, Mexico. That's the same place that has um aliens in
1: coffins, right? Nazca mummies, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, what the white... are these? What are these figurines called? Sorry, they were called the, the
1: um Akambaro yeah. Acambaro. Oh, it's A yeah. C A M B A R O. Figurines. Here we go. Let's have a look here. Oh, yeah,
2: these are pretty cool.
1: I think there's one that I think he's it, it like looks like like a triceratops with a guy sat on top of it. And he's like got a cape on.
2: Yeah, one looks like a Stegosaurus, for sure. Yeah, some of these are cool. Yeah, yeah well, that one's like a now. Brachiosaurus, sort of like doing a, doing a wheelie. Hmm. Yeah, you got this guy on the triceratops of his cape on. That is cool.
1: Yeah, there's... just let me check my notes, because have... there is another set of... Uh, let's have a look. There's also yeah, the eco stones. Three thousand well. of them. Yeah. There's also the eco stones. They're worth looking at as well. It's ICA Ica stones. And they're they're, they're like um... suggested oh, yes. date two
0: thousand five hundred BC. Yeah
2: stones, yeah, with their little uh, and, and, and interestingly, on them, in the area, in the area that they
1: were, yeah, in the area they were found. The Mexican government now has prohibited any further excavations in the area. So it's interesting to know, like, why? Why is that? Then why? Why are they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, these stones, there's that many of them? They tra- They tried to say, like, someone just, you know, like, did it themselves like a hobby or whatever mm, like well or if that's the case because of the amount of them they believe that one stone would have had to have been carved every single day for 40 years you know <laughs> if you've got the time i suppose you know yeah. it's
2: mean? <laughs> <laughs> mad though isn't it how, yeah. how, old, was, like, how old did i think these uh, are e because was it the um the figurines you said were about twenty five hundred BC. Or was that that's
0: stones? what it said. That's what it says on Wikipedia anyway. Yeah. Two thousand five hundred BC. That's
2: they pretty really cool. Couldn't... So that's at least yeah. that's
0: at least five. That's at least four and a half thousand years old then.
1: Yeah, but like it I mean, that's the thing. So they don't want some excavate there anymore, and you know it's depicting a well. There's one, like I said, where he's riding almost what we now call a triceratops. Well, if that's the case, then that just shatters everything that they've told you because they're telling us that dinosaurs and humans weren't around at the same time, which I believe they were.
2: Yeah, I've heard things before about people saying about um, uh, dinosaurs being in the Garden of Eden, walking among men and stuff like that. They were sort of thrown around.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
2: uh, which part of the... uh giants existing how does how does that exactly um like disprove like evolution the way because like as you mentioned before like we know like as we were talking about non-secular evidence and it's got to be like one or the other hasn't it so if i how, mean if, i mean when we talk, we see, one out over the other
1: yeah see when we talk about evolution as well the question is this. So whenever someone says, oh, no, I don't believe in creation. I believe in evolution. My next Mm -hmm. question is this. What do you mean macro or micro? And most people, they do not even know what I'm asking because Mm -hmm. they're they're ignorant. They don't even know what that means. So I don't believe in macro evolution. Macro evolution is, so macro is big, obviously, which basically that um a fish can become a bird. Yeah. So it's moved from one kind to another. Mm. However, I believe in microevolution. Now, microevolution is the fact that we believe that God has wrote into people's DNA and animals' DNA that within their kind there can be some changes. So one of the animals that's used to sort of back up Darwin's theory is these finches, they call them Darwin's finches. And he, he sort of measured the beaks on various finches from different parts of this island, I think. And they hmm. had slight variations in the size of the beaks and things like that. And obviously he was saying, well, this proves my theory. Well, it doesn't prove anything. It just proves that there were still finches who had slightly different beaks, but they were still finches. So there's been no change of kind. So, so the theory of evolution, what they're teaching, is what we call macro evolution, which is mm. basically molecules to man.
2: Yeah, well, that's kind of a half truth. the The the, um, the finches he saw it at different length of beaks. And he Mm. said it proved natural selection because every time he saw them, the mates would always go for the ones that had
1: the longer beaks. That's what he was talking about. Mm. Well, natural selection obviously does happen. I mean, it's, Mm. it's as simple as, for example, so Noah's Ark, when Noah took the animals on the Ark, he didn't. So if he took two dogs, he took two generic dogs. He didn't take two Rottweilers and two Chihuahuas and blah, blah, blah. He took two dogs. So after the flood and everything and and, and it, the earth, you could come out of the ark, it was dried up and everything enough for people to mm. walk around. Obviously, these animals went off the ark and these two dogs would have bred a litter of puppies and they would have had puppies. And eventually, they, some would have migrated north and some would have migrated south. Now, the ones that went north, the ones with longer fur would have survived because it was colder up there. And the ones with less fur, shorter fur would have died. So then the longer fur ones would have bred and had long haired puppies as well. And, and then vice versa. With the south, the longer haired would have died because of the heat and the shorter fur. So that's natural selection, but that's not macroevolution because they're still mm. dogs. This that's what they are. They're still a dog. They're just mm. one's got longer and one's got shorter hair. And one would have developed a slightly narrower snout because of the cold weather. And one may have had a slightly wider. Knows and things like that for because of the heat. So, how does that
2: having giants disprove? A, because you said, Oh, we haven't gotten better, we've gotten, but well, it's, it's like also because the, it's, it's, cause we're the same sort of thing. Because, like, there's pugs and um, German Shepherds are both very, very different to one another, but it's, we're not ruling out saying, Oh, well, there's got to be one or the other. And evolution supports that. So to say oh, if, if there's giants around, it disproves evolution because there's still humans here. Well, I don't understand how it can work one way and not the other.
1: Mm. Because, because if there were giants, they were more advanced. That's the point. They were more advanced than we are. And the theory of evolution is trying to tell us that we're progressing and yeah. becoming better.
2: Well, I think dodos were more advanced than slugs, and they're not around no more.
1: Well, they say do, do, what in reality? What do we actually know about history anyway? Because totally history right. is just a set of lies agreed upon. So, do we even know whether a door door was a real thing or whether there is or isn't any? I mean, I've never seen one, but I've not seen a lot mm. of things.
2: Yeah, that's it. Mm. Uh, same with that. You know, all these things fly around. Because
1: ultimately, I mean, I mean, ultimately. We do live in, I call it, the empire of lies. I mean, it really is like the Matrix. It's, I mean, the history we've been taught, I've started writing it. I mean, basically, the history of Britain is, you know, there was these savages running around. This is obviously an oversimplified version of it. There were these savages running around, and then uh, the Romans turned up and subjugated Britain most of the island, apart from the wild men in the north. Then you had further incursions from the Saxons and the Jutes and the Angles, and then eventually you know, it was split up into three countries, who, and then they kept fighting, and then you had the United Kingdom, what you've got now, and then that's it. But no, no mention of these giants, no mention of, well, Stonehenge was there when the Romans got here and everything like that. They just wanted you to believe they were like savages running around. Hmm. Why, why why, tell us they were, these people were savages? Why, why are this insistent upon there being savages and now we're more advanced?
2: Hmm. So how far advanced would giants be if they were still around, do you think?
1: Well, the orig- I mean, the original ones, the, the, the original Nephilim, whose, whose father would have been an angel, I mean, much... Much stronger, mm. much more advanced because they were like it's, half.
2: So, what were they building over at Stonehenge? Like, is that a finished product or is that like, did they start and didn't finish? Because if they're like, no, you say like they're it, it, it advanced and they managed to build this thing, it's like, well, we're looking at it and no one knows what the hell it is.
1: I mean, the speculation as to what it is, some believe it might have been a portal of some kind. Okay. Um, because to bring because for them to come through from the uh, from the yeah, astral plane to,
0: hmm.
1: to bring them through, yeah. I mean that's basically what CERN, the the Large Hadron Collider at CERN is. They're trying to open portals with that. If you look into that, there's so much occult um, symbolism around it. Even the opening of the thing was all occultic. So they've throughout time, man has always been trying to open these portals. I mean, they believed that possibly that had something to do with why they invaded Iraq. Hmm. They believed there's like well, a, a, an ancient stargate there and all kinds yeah, of stuff.
0: Yeah, we we have briefly, yeah, very they, briefly talked yeah, about
2: Yeah, because like they mentioned, it takes 11 years to build a, a stargate, and that's how long we were uh, occupying it for or something at one point. Yeah. yeah. I saying, yeah, don't Know
1: where they get that, but yeah. Before, I mean, Stonehenge. But... I mean, it's been speculated to be you know, um, a calendar, I don't think it's that, or a, a, a portal or somewhere where they just um performed like ancestor worship, or it was like they did sacrifices there. I mean, it, the thing is, it might not have just been used for one thing, it could have been multiple uh reasons why it was built, hmm. yeah.
2: I don't think we'll ever know in this lifetime.
1: No, no, would they, have to be the pit. I mean, basically, you'd have to, you'd have to go back in time, wouldn't you, to actually know? Mm.
2: Oh God, yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is the thing as well. Like you mentioned earlier, like when we go buy history books, and it's like <laughs> a lot of it is just adding stuff together and estimating with the evidence we've got, which is obviously the only way you can do it. But when they sit and say, oh, this is what happened back then, it's like, yeah, well, that's not all that happened. That's what we can sort of have evidence for what happened, and it would make sense. But then you can also mix up this way, and it could make sense. Like what we, well, we said before about like um, uh, how World War II ended. There's the um, main narrative, and then then there's the, one that, like, I think Chris shares with me as well, is that it was actually a um, Germany were talking to surrendering and America were like, "We'll take you in. We'll say you died, but if if you surrender and say we won, we'll let your scientists carry on with their work." And of course, that's where Operation mm. Paperclip comes in, and NASA comes into it, and all this other stuff. Yeah. And all these people who committed these war crimes ended up living this cush life of luxury. And this, like, what you so you even though that's something that we all know, mm. you're you're really going to tell me they are not going to get up to anything else sinister. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? They've already they've already got these war criminals living wonderful lives in South America and all this like yeah.
1: well,
2: so they wouldn't that's do anything. A, else that's a week.
1: fascinating yeah, that's a fascinating talk. I've actually been researching it for an episode I'm doing regarding finding Hitler. And if you go into the FBI vault, the FBI were taking it seriously they was taking it seriously that yeah. Hitler had gotten out of Germany. I mean, with, I've been looking at documents that was addressed to J. Edgar Hoover, I mean, the first director of the FBI, he was taking it mm. seriously. So mm. that's, a, that, you know, that shows you that. Well, I mean, the fact is the skull that they apparently had, the Russians that they claimed that was Hitler's, when they actually did the tests on it, it was a female skull. So straight they away, they've been on, caught yeah. out lying. They've been caught out lying with that one. Yeah, it's like when they gave the
2: Chinese government a moon rock, and they found out it was petrified wood—petrified wood. Saying. Yeah, <laughs> and they were like, "What are we doing?"
1: Yeah, it's, well, it's like dangerous. you mentioned tar- Tartaria before—the um, Great Wall of China. Well, the the, the, the Great Wall of China, China, all the watchtowers face into China. Well, if you're building a defensive wall, your towers aren't going to face in they're going to face out. Yeah. So that should suggest then that the actual Great Wall of China wasn't built by the Chinese. And some speculate it's actually the Great Wall of Tartaria and they would build it to keep the Chinese out.
2: Yeah. I don't know if if history suggests anything, and particularly current events, China like keeping their people within their space. So it wouldn't surprise if back then it was a matter of going to keep people from escaping. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of that going on so who knows but no i think tartaria is a very fascinating subject and um, i know chris likes to poop with his science and his fancy logic and his practical <laughs> answers
0: only about the free
2: electricity <laughs> and, your, and your your logic <laughs> you always want to turn up and ruin everything <laughs>
0: yeah there's always one sensible one <laughs> <laughs> Now, I would but, like to cover a bit more on Tartaria though. Yeah, I would yeah, like to do another like episode. So much
2: point. Point. The, the mud floods and stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, I'd definitely like to have a little look about this whole 15 minute city thing. Like yeah, the yeah. I think that's definitely worth. That, that's doing definitely
1: it. something you need to look into because that's mm. going to be something that affects everybody. Mm. The, the, yeah. This is, we're talking in the next few years, this. Yeah, Fifteen yeah, minute cities. Yeah. You're going to have this digital currency because I mean, ultimately, it's leading to a cashless society.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: Which, 100%. which, which, when you read the book of Revelation, talks about the mark of the beast, and if you don't receive it, you can't buy or sell. And now we can see that there is that technology there with this cashless society that there's. And all this social credit scoring, look into that as well. It's what they do in China now. So basically, don't know if you know about that, but let's say you've got yeah, your um,
2: whiskey hell podcast told us about it when they came on.
1: Yeah, frightening when you look yeah. at it. You know, you, mm. you like someone like me. I don't, you know, I wouldn't be a good party member, so my social credit score would be low. So I'd probably get to the train station, my face would be scanned, and it won't let me use the train. It's just another way of control yeah the,
2: the best way of doing that i think is to um what well, we've um control and we've seen this used throughout history is to take people's normal habits no matter what they be like just your normal human habits and the way you feel emotions natural reflexes and instincts to take them and make you feel bad about them and that's how it's always been done. It's like, oh, you feel this way. Oh, that's not good. You feel that way as well. And it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's just natural as human. No, afraid not. You're a bad person. You shouldn't be doing all that. And that's how they they, they they get all this together. And they'll be, so basically, no matter what you do, even if you're sort of walking along this, like eventually it could get to the point where, oh, if you take a breath too fast, it's like, oh, you're breathing too heavy after you run. It's like, well, that's what happens. It's like, no, 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 no. That's bad. That's bad etiquette. You know, you've got to be bad, you've got to feel bad for that. And I've done this as far back as written history goes, you know, whether it's you, you like, something like, if someone at the office is doing better than you, there's a job you wanted. And it's like, well, you didn't get it. And, that, and the way you're feeling about not getting it makes you an awful, awful person. It's like, well, I don't want to be an awful person. What should I do? It's like, feel nothing. Just feel nothing and carry on and it's like oh okay and of course they originally installed this with the um seven deadly sins seven completely um natural human behavioral traits and each one's made to make them feel bad and be like no don't feel those ways so then so now you've no longer got a human you've got a robot and that's how they push it through it's all everywhere but yeah. who knows? There's going to be a either a holy war or a local war kicking off somewhere at some point in the near future. All I know is I'm going to stay out of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, there's definitely going to be some wars kicking off. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a powder keg at the minute. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yes. But in a lighter sort of subject, did everyone see what the uh, Natural History Museum did with the... Uh, they put that christmas sweater on the tyrannosaurus
1: ah, i didn't
2: see that yeah it's <laughs> that, that yeah, cold. <laughs> yeah they put that. that was that's wicked, wicked. People, yeah. people at home go to your google and type a london natural a history lock. museum uh t-rex christmas sweater so cool i think in the midst of everything that's going on at the moment people need something to make them smile and that's definitely something and i think it's a hand-knitted sweater and everything it's just mm. it's cool I'll look at that. Definitely. Was there anything else we needed to add, Chris? Do you reckon? Um
0: I don't think so, man. I don't think think so. We covered some good ground today. It's it's it it was good just all focusing on the one thing. Mm. You know, it was really good where I think the previous episode obviously we were (laughs) There was so much we just wanted to get in and there's just ain't oh, enough yeah. hours in the day, is there? So no, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and, that, and that was it, back when I think Paul was literally just about to put out his fourth episode. Look how far we've all come.
1: Wow. Yeah. Is that what it was? Four. I, I was yeah. thinking yeah. earlier how
2: many other
0: dominant yeah. spot here last time. But
2: no, yeah, I've, I think you really...
1: literally putting out
2: your fourth the next day, I think it was, or something. Yeah. Wow. But no, yeah. I've, I've look really look.
0: enjoyed it, man. And um, I've definitely learned. Hell of a lot more than what I know about yeah, it Anyway, what well, this for, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm really fascinated by them, um, them little figurines, and the is it I- I- Ica, stones? Oh, in- Ica, Ica Stones? Stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, same. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little bit of a. I'm gonna jump down a rabbit hole with them. I reckon.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look on YouTube because sometimes well. people like you can tell people things, but some people want something tangible, and that's mm. something tangible to look at and say, right, these have been found. So, like yeah. I said, if they are genuine, like, that does change mm. everything.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely.
2: That's, yeah. that's got something behind it, yeah. for sure. It's i like, said
0: had a look at them igor stones. They said they can't – it's it's almost impossible to date something that is not – Yeah, like stone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If it ain't organic material, it's – Carbon dating. So, yeah. yeah, it's almost impossible, but yeah, – Which is the no, problem just, they've
2: got with the – with the pyramids they can only do it by stuff that's nearby and one of the pyramids the closest organic matter they had was a boat over a mile away mm-hmm. and they were like so yeah so they went by that and they were like this is the best we've got this is like the closest because most of the time they have to go by like the rocks and leaves between the stones and just estimate from that that's been carried over from wind but yeah one of them is like there was a old rotted boat like a mile away like just in the dunes and they were like well that's the closest we could find and that's X amount years old. So we can estimate it's at least that old or maybe not even as old. Who knows? But it's absolutely mental. But I'm dying for a week. And by the looks of it, so is Chris. Mm, so, uh... I've, been, I've been holding it for like ages. When I like, so. Uh... <laughs> let <it> go. But... <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think we'll, we'll call it that. Again. Yeah. Paul, thank you so much for joining yeah, us Oh, right, it's been good. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll have you back again, like we say to people at home. You know, we say that people will have them back, we mean it.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we'll let absolutely. you go. Yeah, yeah, anywhere you check yeah, out. Before you go though, do give yourself a, a cheeky plug as to where people can find you.
1: Yeah, so obviously my podcast is basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um I've got an Instagram account now, in uh, Paradigm nineteen seventy nine, or on Twitter Paradigm underscore seventy nine. I'm not amazing with the social media, but I am on there and do post things occasionally. And you can also get me at my email address at beyondtheparadigm at yahoo.com.
2: Excellent. Thanks,
1: mate. Nice one. Thank
2: you. Okay. Well, have a good one, Mike, And God bless. How bless, guys? See you. Have mate. a good
1: Christmas. But I don't yeah, speak to you. too, before, too okay? yeah,
0: Bye absolutely. now. Absolutely. See you. Mate. Bye.